excellent day for an exorcism. I understand, all right. You're one of the undead, and I'm a werewolf. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. Hey there everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Horror Crypt Podcast, episode number 136. Now, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be going over to the other podcast that I host, which is the Home Class Movie Chat, because obviously we need a horror movie. We cannot go a week without a horror movie, and now we're getting very close to the end of the year, so we're starting to just just ease things down a little bit, but this week... And next week, we are going to be featuring two horror movies. This week, we're going over to the Home Class Movie Chat, so we can actually talk about the movie, The Curse of La Llorona. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Home Class Movie Chat. We are your hosts, married couple movie buff fans, Kat. And Paul. And we're excited to bring to you today... We are going to be going all the way back to 2019 to a movie Ooh. that a lot of people sat there and went, I don't know whether I like it. And I've actually heard people sit there and go, no, no, why would you watch this? And I actually really enjoyed this movie. Me too. So so much so that we are actually doing it today. We are going to be doing The Curse of La Llorona. Now, as I said, there's a lot of people that sit there and say, I don't like this movie. I can't figure out why. In actual fact, from my own point of view, I see that La Llorona is actually scarier than Valak out of The Conjuring. In some ways, yeah, I can see where you would she, say that. He was, she's more, she's scarier than than Valak. I think Valak has become, you know, we've seen, you know, we, obviously we saw The Conjuring Part 2 where Valak shows up. We find, we've, we've seen, obviously, The Nun. But I think that The Nun really, because it wasn't as impactful as what I thought it was going to be, and they are going to release, it's either the end of this year, The Nun, the nun Part 2, I was Which, really disappointed, I was disappointed in The Nun. Yeah, and we actually did the, this episode a couple of weeks ago on The Nun. And I was really disappointed in The Nun. I was actually thinking when this was going to be released, holy crap, this is going to be good. What they do is they show you all the good parts, and then they say, yeah, but you got to get through the garbage. All the to rest get, of it. you got to get through well, the rubbish. Well, see, and that's the thing is in the second con- – it was The Conjuring, right? Conjuring part Yeah, two. in the second Conjuring when they introduced Valak as – that creepy nun that he kept painting and mm. all of that, that honestly gave me the, cre- it scared the crap out of me. So when I'd like wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, I, I refused to look in the mirror because I was terrified I'd see something standing in back of me. Yeah. And, and it did. It's, you know, it, it was like two or three weeks before I could get up yeah. in the middle of the night and not think about it. So it was really effective. So when, you told me they were bringing out the nun. I was like, no, I don't want to watch it. And, <laughs> and I we actually ended it. up falling asleep in it. Yeah, we actually watched the very first time we saw the nun, and this is not the nun episode. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, but we saw the, the nun the first time and we both basically fell asleep. We actually had to go back and watch it a second time. And so we the second the viewing to watch the podcast or listen to do the podcast. But we watched it and we both looking at each other going, well, okay. Wow. Yeah. Huge. So when I when I saw the Curse of La Llorona that was available that I could actually watch, um, and we both decided to watch it, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I thought it was really clever and very okay, well so, written, and and I thought it was going to be a little bit formulaic. It kind of had that feeling like, oh, okay, oh, we've got the creepy music. There's going to be a jump scare. Oh, we've you know, seen and this all, this all before. You know, and 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 whatever. And I was like, oh, he's going to go up in the attic, and and, and there's going to something happen, a major jump scare, and then it didn't. Yeah. 
and they went a totally different direction. You're like, what, what? Oh, yeah. okay. What this is not the movie I thought it was going to be. This is yeah. going to be interesting. And that's why a lot of people have sat there and gone, oh my God, I would never watch this movie. You know, if you guys are listening to this podcast and have been on the fence about watching The Curse of La Llorona, please, by all means, please go and watch it. We're not going to steer you wrong. And then come and talk to us. Yeah, we're not going to steer you wrong and to say, go and watch it. We know that it's garbage. We no. thoroughly enjoyed this movie, the way they, they did it, the way no. they, it was just a very good, very good movie. I we really have done crap movies on this podcast. Um, Pandemic. <laughs> <Pandemic. laughs> <laughs> and we have been very honest to say, we're going to watch this and suffer through it and tell you about it. So you don't have to watch it. And we should, yeah. you know, an hour and a half of your life. Exactly. But this one was worth the watch. Yeah. This one, we will say, go and watch it. Yeah. Go Definitely. and watch this one. It's really good. Yeah. So before we get started on this podcast, remember you can reach out to us at hello at homeclassmoviechat.com. Yep. There you can send us questions. You can send us just messages of hi, how we're doing. Just, you know, let it, letting us know that you're enjoying the podcast. And remember, if, we, we certainly hope you are uh, enjoying the podcast. And remember, you can rate and review us on any listening platforms that you listen to and subscribe to our channel. You can also give us a like and review on iTunes, which is awesome because it gives us more chances of being visibility on uh, search engines but before we get started on this podcast we have to listen to the trailer so sit back and relax because here is the trailer to the curse of la llorona i'm very sorry about your loss i can't even imagine how you must feel your children are safe now but have they heard her crying? Have they felt the sting of her tears? They will. And she will come for them. Who? La Llorona.
I like how that pod. I like how that uh, doesn't give away uh, the too much, too much of the movie. Yeah, there's some but, some that do. And yes, just for the record, it took me about five minutes to teach him how to say La Llorona pop properly. Yeah, because I did not know how to say it. I saw La and then La La Orona. <laughs> And, and, I, and, like, I, no. and I took, and I and I used to take quite a bit of Spanish in school back in and <laughs> in case you didn't know, but you probably do because we got a smart audience. Um, the double L in Spanish is a Y sound. I did not know that one. So Thank La Llorona. I did not know that. And the and La Llorona roughly translates to the curse of the sweet, the curse of the weeping woman. And that is why we're doing the Curse of La Llorona. Yeah. All the way back in 2019, this was released, Ooh, which is not that long ago. Yeah, I know. This is when Seems the world like a was lifetime nice. ago. <laughs> this is when the world was nice. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's interesting. This movie actually opens up where we start to see the, the heading Mexico 1673. And we've got two young boys and they present their mother with a pendant, a beautiful little pendant. Um, which she says, oh, my God, I'm going to cherish this forever. And we see that she and her husband hold hands with their sons, and they start dancing around in a circle. And, of course, one of the young, the, one of the boys, the youngest boy, opens his eyes and sees that everyone is gone. Now, this is this is one of those things I sat there it and went, It's a little weird. What? Like, wh- is he dreaming? Or I did, See, this is one part of the movie that I didn't really fully understand. Yeah, I still don't understand that part. So then I, he, I think they edited a little too must, much out of it. Yeah, they must have taken something out of it because I don't because this doesn't. Because really it's like me... you know, were they were they set upon by? <coughs> well, I mean, no. was this a dream? Like, was he? Yeah. Asleep, or is this somebody else's dream? Or oh, we don't know that for. Or fact. or did somebody you know when they were playing hide and seek? Did somebody you know steal his family away or kill them or yeah. you know? Doesn't give you a clear cut indication of what's going on, but the the boy opens up his eyes, obviously, and everyone's gone. So he starts walking around calling for his mother and his brother. And he comes around this corner only to find that the woman is drowning his brother in a river. Yeah. Now, of course, and we have boy, no idea where the father is. Yeah, father's not there. We don't even know why she's doing this. So the little boy goes to run away, only to be grabbed by the mother and taken back to the river as well. So we assume that, oh, so she's drowning him as well. Both of her children. We don't know because then suddenly it transitions over to Los Angeles, 1973. Yep. And we meet a social worker by the name of uh, Anna Tate Garcia. And um, she's getting her kids, Chris and Sam, ready for school. But of course, as kids do, I'm coming. Don't rush me. The bus is coming. I'm coming. Don't rush me. I've got to put my shoes on. i got to get my bag. Of course, she they missed the bus. Yep. <laughs> So she has to take them to school. So at work, Anna overhears her boss and co-worker, Donna, because um, she is basically said, you know, can you check on the home of uh, Patricia Alvarez? And that's this is a woman that's had some issues in the past with her children. And Anna has been working with this woman for years, but yeah. the boss is giving it to her associate. Yeah. And it's like, well, hang on. Why are you giving it to her? I know her. I've worked very, very closely with her over these these years, so I know how to speak to her. And it's like, no, 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 we, we, we're going to give it to her. But no, 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 and, and Patricia's really not into this. So she goes. Um, so Anna and, wins and gets yeah, the case. Yeah, yeah. Because, so course, because the boss was like, oh, well, we know you've got a lot going on. So we just want to take some yes, things off your plate. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, and of course, Patricia is actually a mother of two boy, two boys, Thomas and Carlos. And of course, Anna is their caseworker, and she actually overhears that the boys have been missing from school. And of course, Anna convinces her boss to go and let her check on them because she knows them more personally. And that, yeah, she the, has a relationship. She's got a relationship with them. This this other worker, Donna, she'd walk in and go, right, what the hell's going on here? Where yeah, we're Anna, taking the kids out and yeah. taking them away from you, and with Anna no by your yeah, leave. Where Anna would go and knock on the door. Speak to Patricia and go, okay, what's going on? What what can we do to help you? What you need help? Yeah. Let, let's sit and talk. And Patricia might be very uh, a lot more receptive of Anna coming into the situation yeah. rather than having this brand new person because Patricia's because Patricia doesn't know Donna. But yeah, Patricia's exactly. had a relationship with Anna. So hey, you know, you're you're a, a friend of ours, you're working, you're our co-worker, our, our counselor. You know, hey, you can work with us. So Yep, so of course, exactly. Anna goes to the Avarice home with um, a police officer by the name of Carlo. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, Carlos, I think it was yeah. who goes there. And Patricia tries to keep them from entering the house. And this is when you know Anna is saying, "Listen, please, just let me in." Yep. And she's like, "Okay, well, you know, um, I'll let you in, but the police officer has to stay outside." And, and of course, the police officer's like, "Nope, I'm coming in." And she's like, "You come in." Nobody's coming in. So Anna finally convinces Patricia to let her in, let her in inside. And so she does go in. And Patricia mentions that she has been hearing the sounds of a woman crying. And we don't know exactly what's going on. But when she walks in, the windows are all boarded up. There are candles and crucifixes everywhere that you can see. Um, and you can see there is something very, very off with this situation. Yeah. Uh, this this is just not a normal uh, situation that Anna is dealing with with Patricia and of course Anna goes by a closet where she realizes that, that she could hear some crying and someone saying let us out and of course we find out that the boys are being kept in this closet were they saying let us out because she thought it was being she thought she could hear them saying let us out but there is la Yarona because they saying, weren't wanting to get no, out. no but she can but she thinks that the boys are saying, let her out, let us out, which in actual fact, it's actually Layarona saying, let us out because I need to come in. Yeah. Um, so, of course, you know, she opens up the, the the closet and this is where the two boys are sitting there cowering in the closet and Anna's like, come on. And they're, and they're like, close the door. Yeah. Like, Don't let us out. And she's she's got that puzzled look on her face like, but you said let us out. Why are you saying keep us in there? Then all of a sudden we see that Patricia attacks Anna in an attempt to keep her from opening the door. Of course, the, the police officer breaks into the house, thank God, and pulls Patricia off Anna. And of course, she opens as she's opened the door to find Thomas and Carlos there. And this is when you know Anna finally gets a chance to grab a hold of the boys, and the boys then so like retreat back to say, No, we we can't leave. Now, when you first hear that, you think, oh. The mother's still got that influence on the boys that she is she's chastised them to a, such a degree that they are terrified of, of leaving the, the safety of the closet. But even Patricia is saying, don't let them out of the closet. It's not like and you, you have that feeling of like, you know, she's saying to them, don't you dare let them out of the closet. I am I am disciplining them. But we find out that what she's actually doing is trying completely to completely different, them. trying to protect them. Yeah. So, of course, um this you know and of course when they are brought to the hospital they have burn marks on their wrists so that would that would indicate to anybody 
oh, it's um, child abuse. For sure. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're in a home where you haven't been to school. Well, in a windows... normal situation. Oh, absolutely. Be... Yeah. The windows are barred. There's candles everywhere. There's no power. There's crucifixes everywhere. You've got the children in the closet. You've got the burn marks on their wrists. You've got a mother saying, don't open the closet. Yep. The children are cowering in the closet. Put two and two together. It doesn't come up with, you know, 750. It comes up with four. The, you, these children are being abused. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, we, this is this is where we start to see there's some serious problems going on. Of course, at home, you know, Anna's trying to cope with her, spend time with her children because she's a widow and her husband was killed in the line of duty. And it's been rather hard on her to actually accept that fact because being a police officer's wife, you always, I guess, have that fear of, oh, my God, they're leaving. In the, you know, yeah, they're not going to come home. They might not come home. So And that's a legit in. fear. I'm sure it is. So, you know, you've always got that fear that you'll never see them again. So it's always good to say, like Kat always says to me, I love you. The last thing I say to you every day when you head off to work is that I love you. Yep, exactly. Because I don't ever want there to be a time when I don't say that. Yeah. Because I, that's why I just, I have the worst days if we ever part angry in the morning for some stupid reason. But one of, one of my favorite lines um, in the Outlander universe is when he's heading off to deal with whatever, <clears throat> like it's a battle or something. Um, he turns to his wife, his beloved soulmate, Claire, and he says, um, if I don't make it back to tell you that I love you, you'll know that it's just because I didn't have time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always good to tell everyone, tell those ones, people close to you that you love them before you leave in the morning or yep. if you work at nighttime before you leave in the evening because yep. you never know. You, so just, later, you just never know what day the day is going to bring. Yeah. So the children have been placed into like a, uh, not, not a foster care, but it's like a uh, like a halfway house facility. Where, where a temporary. Temporary home. shelter, like a shelter. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a temporary DCS facility until they can find a foster home for yeah. them and work out what's going on with their mom. Yeah. And so Carlos is so it's working like a up. dormitory. Yeah, thank you. So the kids are asleep, and of course, Carlos, the older boy, is woken up with what sounds like a woman sobbing, and he tries to wake up Thomas, but he doesn't. He doesn't hear, and of course, a guard checks in on them, and when he leaves, Thomas is out of the bed, and Carlos follows outside of the hallway, and Thomas turns around, and we see that you know Thomas is actually following him, going, "Carlos, wake up, wake up." And he's just continuously walking down the hallway. It's like he's in a trance of some Really sort. is in a trance. And so there's, you know, Thomas, and, he, and he's trying to find out what the hell is going on with Carlos. And Carlos sort of like stops midway down the hallway and turns to look at, look at Thomas. And Thomas is like standing there saying, you know, wait, what, what's, what's wrong? Wake up. And of course, Carlos turns around and he points up to the ceiling but before he before he you know before thomas actually looks up to the ceiling he looks down and he sees there's some drips on the floor it's like water's dripping on the floor but he's not actually pointing at the ceiling he's pointing, he's pointing at the reflective mirror that that's shows right. what's in the hallway that's at a 90 degree angle that's so, right and we can see like there's a a shadow that's close to where thomas is standing and then as he's pointing, you can see there's some drips on the floor right next to Thomas's feet. And he looks up. And as he looks up, he is face to face with La Llorona, who happens to come from the ceiling straight down onto, onto uh, Thomas. Of course, then 
Anna is obviously in bed asleep, and uh, this is where the, the, they're, they're watching something on TV. And they're watching Scooby Doo, Where Are You? from yep. 1969, which is a cartoon. Um, Linda Cardellini is the one who plays Anna, and I personally loved her in ER. That's where I discovered her, and I've enjoyed her every in everything I've ever seen. But what's interesting is that Linda Cardellini played Velma in Scooby-Doo in 2002 and Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed in 2004. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yep, I love those little... I love the little nuggets. Yeah. They're really fun ones. So of course, That's why I call them fun facts. I like the fun facts. Hit us with your fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> so Anna's oh. called by Detective Cooper to go to the hospital, and um, this is where she has to just unfortunately they discover Thomas Thomas and Carlos's bodies were found in the river. Now this is what I don't understand about children. Anna says to her children because Sam and Chris have to come with her in the car. Obviously, there's nobody to look after them. Don't. And you can't just leave your kids at home alone when they're yet that Don't. young. What does she say to them? Stay Don't. in the car. Stay Don't in the car. Don't move. move. And look. And the, the, her daughter was asleep, and she's like, "Look after your sister, and don't yep. move." So, and, and what's the first we, thing he does? But we, all, but we also find out before this happens that Patricia is there, and she's absolutely wailing in despair, and and blames Anna for causing the death of her children. And that she was trying to protect them from La Llorona. So, you know, what you think you saw was not what you actually saw. They were in the closet. I was, I put them in the closet to protect them from her, not that I was trying to hurt them. So, and I remember saying at the time when we saw that closet that it reminded me of Annabelle when they put the doll in the closet and covered it in Bible verses and crosses and yes. all of that to keep, but it was obviously to keep her in the evil. End. And this was to keep her out out. Yeah. Because but it reminded on, me of Annabelle that way. Yeah. Cause on the front of the door where the children were in, in the closet, there was crucifixes attached to the front door and there was Bible verses that were stuck on there to try and keep her away from the children. Yeah. It was like, a, it was like a, a safe zone. for. Yeah. It was a safe room. Yeah. Yeah. Safe room. So, of course, as Kat said, you know, Anna says to the children, you know, Sam, you're a, Sam's asleep. Don't worry about that. Chris, stay in the car. Look after your, your sister. I'll be back. Chris walks out of the car. As soon as she gets out of sight. <laughs> hey, I have to go see what's going on. I know. Like, this is a scene where two children have been found. Yeah, but they dead. don't know that. I know. But, no, Anna goes and sees that the children are dead. They're laying on on concrete near near a river. They're dead. Covered with sheets. Covered covered with sheets. They're dead, definitely. But of course, Chris has to go and double check. We'll see what's going on, because then he hears the sound of Layarona crying, mm-hmm. and she she seems she sees him and starts muttering in Spanish about her children and wanting to take him. And this is but where we, well we don't know that because we're not we don't assuming, under- assuming we don't understand Spanish. Spanish and exactly. Assuming that the boy doesn't understand Which Spanish. We didn't know. Because then she then she emerges. But he went over being the beautiful, compassionate soul that he is to say, are you okay? Yeah, because he could hear her crying. And it could be that fact like my children are dead and I'm the I'm the mother and I'm crying away from the children and I'm in pain. I'm in agony. Yeah, but but the thing that we don't know about La Llorona yet is why she's doing this. Exactly. Um, and then, of course, she emerges from the shadows and grabs Chris's arm, burning him where she touches him. So, of course, then Chris runs back to the car and wakes up Sam. 
And of course, this is where you know she he jumps in the car and they lock the the, the doors to try and keep La Yorona out. Of course, then the door starts to pop open. So they actually close the doors again. Then you start to see the window is starting to be wound down. So they're trying to grab a hold of the, the window, try and wind it back up. And he's briefly sees La Yorona's reflection in the mirror before she starts to roll down the windows again. Yeah. And then he grabs a hold of the window and starts to hold it to make sure it doesn't go down any further. But of course, luckily, Anna comes back just in time. Yeah. Now, what's okay, silly little trivia, really no, minor thing, but I love nothing. these little anachronistic things. Yep. That when they're visiting the river where the boys were drowned, the station wagon plays a sound for the door being open, which was a ding dong, ding dong. That was okay. not available on cars until the mid to late 80s. Cars in the 70s would have had a buzzer. So it would have gone oh. as opposed to ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> well, that's actually not a bad little bit of trivia. I thought that was a fun little piece of trivia. That is a, that is a nice little nugget because yeah. there kind of lightens the, the, the tension. A little yeah, bit. because there is a lot of tension in that scene yeah. where you're sitting there and you're seeing the, the, car, lo- the, the car lock suddenly pop open. Or yeah, because you're just window. like, oh, my God, she's going to get them. And then what's going to happen? Well, you can't because there, there's Sam sitting in the back seat. Chris is in the front seat. And suddenly, you know, we're watching Sam. Uh, yeah, watching Sam. And to the right-hand side of it, you start to see the window just slowly starting to turn and go down. You're like, holy crap, holy crap. And Yeah, because she woke out of a dead sleep yeah, with her brother like, screaming. And she's like, what's going on? Yeah. And he's like freaking out. And she's like. Ah, but I he's want to doing, freak out, but I don't know why. <laughs> he's doing good work. He's jumping from the back seat to the front seat. Because when he gets in the front seat and you can see the window starting to go down the back, he jumps into the back to save Sam yeah. and grabs a hold of the thing to wind it back up. And then suddenly the front window goes down. So he has to jump back in the front seat to try and stop that. So he's yep, and then, and then mom comes and opens the door and he's like, ah! and she's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, but of course, as I said, we see the actually, the I don't think she ever knew that he got out of the car. No, he didn't. No, she didn't. <laughs> he had no idea what was going on. So it could have been that Anna just sort of like looked at him and went, "Oh, okay, you're just waking up out of a dead sleep. Who knows?" Yeah, but I'm... you can see that the, the yeah, they never mark. really addressed his freak out. No, they didn't. And I think Anna just would have thought to herself that maybe it was just that they she startled them out of a out of a sleep. He might have fallen asleep. Yeah. So the next day, That's Anna... another over edit. Yeah. So the next day, we see Anna walks by the Alvarez home, which is Patricia's house. And sees people engaging in some sort of ritualistic cleaning uh, or cleansing of the to ward off bad spirits. And she meets Father Perez, mm. who, who basically explains to Anna what the hell is going on about La Llorona. Now, before we jump into that, I would just like to point out that Tony Amendola, who played Father Perez, um, is the same Father Perez from Annabelle in 2014. Yeah. Now, this is where a lot of people sit there and go, hang on a minute. Is this a crossover? And the the public actually widely accepted it as a spin-off chapter from the conjuring universe and the information however was later confirmed to be false from director michael chavez who stated that the film was never meant to be included on the shared universe and that it couldn't be fully embraced because it was made without one of the main producers from the conjuring franchise however i just wanted to point out that tony amandola um, was one of the minor supporting characters on the Once Upon a Time television show, and he played um, Geppetto. Oh, really? Yeah, I loved him on that. He was beautiful on that show. Yeah, he was best friends with um, Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> but, See, but in Storybrooke, when they were cursed, they didn't know that they were fairy tale characters. 
and see this is why a lot of people in the conjuring community and the and the you know that sort of universe have sat there and, and panned this movie and have gone no nope, not watching it because it's not part of the conjuring universe you know it, it's a great standalone movie on its own it really is yes it's got father perez and you know and he does say and you do see that scene where he does actually hold annabelle and you could sit there and go oh because he does say i had an incident with this doll now you can sit there and go well it really is that same thing just because there's not a the other director it's still part of the uh part of the universe it's not directly but it's indirectly you know but as yeah. i said when i first saw this this movie i'm like I'm not going to watch this because I had the same idea as everyone else did. Oh, it has that guy in it, but it's not part of the, the, well, the it's okay. The it's, it's, it's part of the, it, it is part of the universe, but it's not part of the canon. Yeah. And that's why I've said that La Llorona is a lot scarier in my opinion than what Valak is. Valak has become like Freddy Krueger. Yeah. When, a little Fre- bit. when, when Freddy Krueger first showed up in Nightmare on Elm Street, the very first one, you know, he was like, holy shit, this thing is I had to terrifying. sleep with the lights on for a month when I saw that by accident. Yeah, like, like absolutely terrifying. By the time we got to Dream Warriors, Dream Master, Dream Child, it was like, oh, it's Freddy. You know, he became, he, he he's, he's that sort of character now that kids dress up uh, in Halloween like him. Yeah, he's lost all of the, the scary. But then again, you look they at. They overdid it. But then again, you look at Michael, you look at Jason, people dress up like that. Those They've two. overdone them. Yeah. So when you see someone like Valak, you sit there and go, oh, it's Valak. Rather than, oh, my God, when we first saw her in, in Conjuring Part 2, it was like, holy shit, she's terrifying. Now it's like, oh, it's Valak. But mm. when you see La Llorona, it's like she's still got that mystique of like, holy shit. Yeah. Like she was, she is terrifying. She is genuinely terrifying. In my yep. opinion. Yep. But of course, when Anna... Yeah, this speak- was an excellent thriller. I really like this movie. Um, so when Anna does speak to Father Perez, and, and he explains to Anna, Anna what's going on, and she asks him, well, okay, so what is it all about? And Well, because by to- this point, haven't things been happening in her home? We're starting to see little bits and pieces. Yeah, we're starting like to see her- little bits and pieces, and I think she's actually started to see some things. Yeah. Which is what prompted her to go to the priest and say, well, can you come and do like an exorcism or something? I think also there was one of the things, that I, 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 can't, I think it was part of the one of the scenes of that, you know, she would bathe, or not bathe, her daughter would, would have a bath of a nighttime. <sighs> And she would the the mother would be at the at the head part of of the bath and, and wash she, her hair and wash her hair and then uh, rinsing and she would go under the water and her mother would rinse her hair off and that would be fine. So one scene we're seeing that the daughter is in the bath and we suddenly see that Layarona's hands come onto her daughter's head. Yeah, now, and, and, and you find yourself screaming at the television to tell Anna to get upstairs and check on her daughter. Yeah, because it's like, that's not your mother. Now she, so, so you know, there's Sam, and Sam's not looking back to see if this is her mother. She just Because why would hands. she doubt it? You wouldn't, you know? So she suddenly feels hands on her scalp. So, you know, there's Sam thinking that her mother is massaging the shampoo into her head. And, of course, we see that it's Lyarona's hands. And then she says, rinsing. So she goes under the water. Well, La Llorona keeps Sam's Holding head under the, under the water. water. 
and Sam is trying to get up and she's thrashing about. And this is where you were watching the movie going, Anna, get upstairs, get upstairs, get upstairs. Yeah, I'm because, literally screaming at the yeah, screen. Because you can see that that Sam's thrashing about in the in the bath. Anna's trying to run upstairs and she does. She gets upstairs, but as she goes towards the bathroom, Layorana looks towards Sam, uh, looks towards Anna and slams the door in her face and holds the door. So she can't get in to, to save Sam. Yeah. Luckily, at one stage, she does manage to break the door down. And luckily, fortunately, it's an old save, house. <laughs> yeah. But luckily, he's able to save Sam. But Sam's like gets up out of out of the water and shakes her head to try and figure out, well, where's mum? And suddenly mum comes bursting through the door. So I was like, well, who the fuck was behind me? Yeah. Like you've just come through the door. You, you were still, it you was were... honestly one of the most stressful scenes I've ever seen. It was. It was very stressful when you see Leonora's standing there holding Sam's hand, head under the water. She's thrashing about, and Mum's trying to get in. It's like, oh my god! Yeah. But the but the the, the father Father Perez basically tells Anna that um, Leonora was once considered to be the most beautiful woman in her village, and she met a rancher who rode into town and fell in love with her. And of course, this is where they had two sons and lived happily until she caught him with a younger woman. In her rage, she sought to spite him by killing their sons. Which but does uh, not make sense. Doesn't make any sense. But after realizing what she'd done, she was so consumed with grief and guilt that she drowned herself as well. Because she killed herself, she was barred from entering the afterlife, which is a common thing. Yeah. If you commit suicide, you you can't get into heaven. That's a sin. You can't take your own life. I don't know. Pardon me. I don't know whether this is real or not. I've never died and I, I can't, and I didn't come back. So I don't know, but it is commonly held ideas in the Catholic church, in the Bible, wherever you are, you know, I'm not uh, sure I've ever seen it referenced in the Bible as a sin. Well, it's not, it, it, it there is definitely passages in the Bible that says you're not allowed to take your own. Well, life. that that's a discussion for another day. It is true. Um, so, of course, this is where we see that after Sam's had all this whole thing going on, um, later, it was a couple of days down the track, Sam is outside by the pool with her transparent umbrella. And and you sort of like sit there and go, Sam, no, don't don't go near the water. So she opens it up and catches a glimpse of La Llorona. And, of course, then the wind blows the umbrella out of Sam's hand and lands in the pool. And this is where, as a kid, she needs to go and grab it. So she she it, it blows out of her hands and, she, and it it's on the patio. So she walks towards the the umbrella to grab a hold of it and it blows a little bit further. And now it's at the edge of the pool. And of course, then Sam goes towards the end of the edge of the pool and it blows once again. It goes into the center of the pool. Now we know who's blowing this umbrella. It's not the wind. It's La Llorona. So of course she reaches out for it to grab it. And of course La Llorona appears and grabs her hand, burning yep. her as well. Now, now, David or the her brother already has burns from, I think, the car. Yeah. Um, so and that was part of what started this whole thing is that she realized that her son had a burn on his arm that he got at the car at the river. Yeah, he wasn't actually was in the car. He was actually when she came out of the shadows and grabbed a hold of him, she burnt his and arm. And that's when he ran back, ran back in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's when she realized that it was similar to the ones that the boys had, the Alvarez boys had. Yeah. So and then, so now Anna's starting to put two and two together. So Anna goes to talk to Patricia in prison. And of course, you know, I mean, Patricia is still ang very angry 
towards Anna and saying that, you know, she really believes that she caused her boy's death and deaths. And uh, quite rightly so. You know, I was trying to protect them. You took them out of my custody. You put them into this facility and now they're dead. Come on. And you're the last person that you're the person that actually made this happen. Of course, she's going to have anger towards her. And of course, Patricia asks Anna if they've heard, if anyone have heard Layarana's crying and if they felt the sting of her tears. And it's like, um, yeah. And she admits that she didn't pray to God for the salvation of her boys, but she actually prayed to La Llorona to take Anna's kids in exchange for uh, her own. So Patricia believes that if La Llorona goes and takes Anna's children away from her and kills them, then La Llorona will actually graciously give Patricia back her boys. Which is... which. This is where it's like, I don't think that actually works. I don't think it works that way. I don't think later on it's going to sit there and go, okay, well, I'm, I've got two and, you, and you're and you praying to me to make me get the other two. So if I get the other two, you'd like your two back. Yeah, we can do that. It's like, no, I don't. I really don't believe that's the, that's the way it goes. But we do, as I said, we do see that she is, you know, happily praying that, well, later on I took my children. I'm praying to her to get your children fucked up. So, um, so of course, we do see that Cooper and Donna show up to Anna's house that night when they suspect something is up with the kids, especially with the burns on their arms. Now, this is where Anna really sits her because she's expecting these two because, you know, Officer Cooper arrives and, you know, her, her other workmate, Donna, arrives. And when Anna opens the door, she, you can see Anna's face. She suddenly goes, I know what this is about. And it's like, okay. So now it's almost like Anna can see the shoe, as they say, the shoe's now on, on the, the other, the other foot. foot. Yeah. Anna can now see what Patricia saw. It's like, you know, we showed up at your door. You knew what it was about. And we basically and you knew muscled, it was wrong. And we muscled you our way in. You've seen these burn marks on your children. You didn't do it. You know you didn't do it. Yet, But how not- can you prove it? Exactly. And now you've got social workers arriving to say, hi, we're coming in. But I didn't do anything. Hi, we're coming in. It doesn't matter whether you say well, you didn't do it or not. We're coming in. And so this is very, very hard to cope with the fact that now Anna can now see through Patricia's eyes what she actually should have seen. Yeah, Patricia's exactly. sitting there going, I didn't do it. Believe me. Yeah, but I'm a social worker. I have to disbelieve you. And, as and, I, and as a social worker, she gets where they're coming from and yeah. why they're doing what they're doing. So she doesn't fight them on no, it. No, she doesn't. But she, you know, but it's it's hard. It, sometimes it's really hard when you really can see both sides of the issue. Yeah. And, and, in the, and in I'm this, one of those people. And in this movie, we can certainly see it because we can see that Anna is trying to be gracious enough to say, OK, yeah, OK, you, you're going to come in regardless because you've got a police officer. But please believe me, I didn't do anything. Yeah. And of course, the kids lie and say that they fell. But of course, you know, how many how many children? I mean, there are some children that would be gutsy enough to sit there and say, yeah, mum is abusing me. But. You know, the, yeah. the children are trying to con- trying to make sure that what they know would possibly happen is not going to happen. So, oh, I just fell. I'm trying to protect my mother because I know that she didn't do this. Yeah. So, of course, after they leave, Anna goes to put the kids to bed. And, of course, she hears uh, a noise in the darkness and also sees La Llorona causing her to scream. And this is when this was a very, very you know terrifying scene because she puts Sam to bed. And I don't know what it is about Americans and clothes. Yeah, he, okay. I, I'm I'm married to an American. Please tell yes, me. Yes. Yes. What? 
Why do you close the doors to your children's bedroom? To make it dark so they'll sleep. That's it? Yeah. Because I grew up where I would go into my bedroom, I would go to sleep, my mum and dad would leave the door open. Any movie that I've ever seen from the age of, you know, knee height or grasshopper to now, every American movie I've seen, they'll say, good night, clang, close the door. Yeah. It's like, well, what are you, why? I don't understand it. So anyway, but before, but she turns off the light to close the door. And this is where we see La Llorona standing in the corner. Um, and of course this, you know, of course Anna freaks the hell out. And, and of course then the, you know, this whole thing's going on. And I like it how after she disappears, Anna goes, okay, kids, would you like to sleep in my room tonight? Yeah. I was like, yes, mum. Yes. Well, no, we I think like... the daughter came in and then the, and, and she invited her into the bed and then the boy no, the came son, in. Yeah. The son's like, cause no, it's like, I, I'm, yeah, I think we should all sleep in the same room. Yeah. Um, of course, later Anna asks Chris about what, what has been happening. And he tells her that he heard La Llorona in Sam's room. And of course, this whole thing, as I said, is what happened when um, the, uh, when poor old Sam was actually having a bath and got, you know, later on, it tries to drown, tries to drown her, which is, yeah, that was a very, very yeah. hard scene to see. Because I, um, and now this is the crossover that we, that we actually, people are sitting there going, well, I don't understand this because Anna goes to, ch to church to ask, to speak to, to Father Perez for help. And he says that he didn't believe in the supernatural until he, he had his run in with a certain doll. And we yeah. find out that it was actually Annabelle that he actually yep. had a hold of. But he knows of a former priest named named Raphael uh, Olvera and that he can help. Which was and actually played by Raymond Cruz. And this is his first top-billed role in a film because he's always played like minor roles up until now. And I thought he did a beautiful job. He also played a really good bad guy in Breaking Bad called Tuco. You've never seen Breaking Bad, I don't think. I've seen parts of it, but I ended up sleeping through most of it because I just couldn't handle it. It was just too violent for me. Yeah. Well, I've seen every single episode. I went and bought the DVDs. I was so enthralled and really very, very interested in that in that TV show. That's one of the TV shows, that I honestly say, other than Big Bang Theory, that I've watched from beginning to end very happily, watched all the way yeah, through. Yeah, he's, no he's notorious for crapping out after about one season, if that. Yeah. Yeah, he just but, he he has no staying power. But Breaking Bad was one that I had staying power right to the end. Yeah, whereas you've really got me. I I have watched every single episode of twenty three seasons of uh, Law and Order SVU. That is dedication. And every and every episode of nineteen seasons of Grey's Anatomy. How long did tell them? How long did it take you to watch all the episodes of of um, the Law and Order? Law and Order. Um, well, obviously, I wasn't doing it all day, every day. No. Um, but I think it took me because I started it just after Christmas because you gave me season 23 on DVD. Mm -hmm. And so I started it like right around New Year's. And I think it took me about seven months, six, but somewhere <laughs> between five and seven months. That is dedication. Man. Yeah. As I said, I, I've watched Breaking Bad, every episode of Breaking Bad. Obviously not beginning to end in one sitting, but I've watched them all. Yeah. And so he played uh, Tuco. He plays a great bad guy in uh, in Breaking Bad. You do, you do actually sit there and watch him and go, yeah, you're a prick. I hate you. You wouldn't have any respect for him, obviously, because he, he had to play a very bad drug dealer. Um, so Anna ends up by bringing the kids to Raphael's shop to ask for help. And, of course, he, he doesn't appear very interested. And it, we find out that he was, obviously, we found out that he was a priest, but he just left the church because he was very disenchanted with what the priest 
the the priesthood was about because anyone that knows you know the, the the way exorcisms and stuff goes is that if you suspect there's a problem you've got to go to the church and it was even shown in the in the conjuring universe you actually have to go to the church. You have to get permission. They have to do a thorough investigation. Then they, yep. if they say it's warranted, then they assign you a priest. Then you actually go and do the exorcism. That could take months. And I mean months and months and months. So this is where um, Father uh, Olvera sits there and goes, nope, I'm out. I don't want to be a priest anymore. But he's he's still, you know, in, in that very, very dark sort of like world yeah. of like, you know, um, helping people out with, you know, supernatural problems. Because he agrees when Sam asks for his help, and the power of the power of a child, Sam says, you know, to Father Overa, you know, please, please help us. And he's like, oh, okay. He goes and he, he but he's going to go to their home just to see what's going on. And he, he's, he goes to their home, and I like it how he uses eggs to determine where, where oh, they, yeah. if there is actually a powerful evil entity haunting them. Um, and of course, he says, wherever you go, La Llorona is going to follow you anyway. So don't decide to go and leave the house. Don't go and sell the house and buy a new one. It's just going to. And I like it how he he's he's rubbing the eggs along the the walls, and the kids are doing it as well. And of course, this is where Anna's sitting there going, "Really, eggs? Like why?" And he goes, "This is to de- to determine if you've got an evil entity." And she goes, "Yeah, well, the darker the egg, or the blacker the egg, the more evil." Yeah, how are we going to find find that? Out? And he goes, "Simple." And he cracks it open. And it is, it is like black tar inside yeah, of it. just looking out. And I like it how he sits there and he goes, I don't have to open up the other two to know that you've got problems. <laughs> like, this is, you have got a very, very evil spirit following yeah. you around. Yeah, but um, I thought the eggs were clever. I've never heard that one before. Neither have I. I thought it was a very, very good um, little thing. And unfortunately, this is where I also Fortunately, to... my eggs are always yellow and white. Yes, they are. If they turn black, we're in trouble. We're in big trouble. Um, so... Uh, Raphael stays uh, the, the night with the family and tries to find a way of keeping La Llorona out. And he shows Anna that he's collected La Llorona's tears, use basically is to use as anti-venom. Yeah. And she then appears to throw, uh, and this is where I like it when he's he's doing the whole thing. He he puts these, oh, what would I say? They're not, they're not Fire tree seeds? Yeah, thank you. They're, they're seeds across the front door. Yeah, from what's and, called a fire tree. Fire tree seed. That's right. And of course, um, it basically prevents um, La Llorona from re-entering because he manages to, um, you know, cause she attacks and he throws the, the, the tears at her and it pushes her back out the door. Then he throws the seeds on the ground and you see La Llorona start from the outside and come straight towards the door. And it's like an invisible force field. She, yeah, it's like she get bangs in. off of it and can't yeah. come in. And he's like standing there and she can't get in and she's really hissing and attack, trying to attack them. Now, Sam loves Sam. Sam's got a doll. Sam's got a doll that she's very attached to. Yeah, which we have seen ever since we first saw her. That she takes this doll everywhere, like it was but, in the car with her. Yeah. And now, but in the chaos of everything that's going on, she's left the doll outside, as in outside the front door. No, now, actually, um, I think La Llorona took it. Took it or something, but it was. Yeah, but it's but outside it ended the up door. just out, just, just outside the door. Yeah. Now, as as uh, as as Father Raphael says, or as Raphael says, as long as these seeds across the front door do not break, yeah, as long La as Yorona, the line of them doesn't break, yeah, La Yorona cannot come in. So Sam goes to reach out 
side for the doll. Now, this is where the anxiety of this movie starts to ramp up because you can see what's going to happen. But because you... being a kid, what does she do? Yeah, but you don't want it to happen, but you know what's going to happen. So she's reaching and she's reaching, but it's still out of her reach. So she's reaching a little bit further, still out of her reach. She reaches just a little bit further. Now, you can see that Leona is watching this to see just how far, if, if this child goes out of the house, Leona is going to attack. So yep. Sam's got one, now she's got one toe inside the, the house. The rest of her body is outside of the house trying to get this goddamn doll. She picks up the doll. Instead of just coming back, she slides the doll completely from the front of the house straight through. Into the house and breaks the breaks line. Breaks the line of the fire seeds. <sighs> of course, this is yeah. where Layarana grabs a hold of her and pulls her outside. So like, oh, there we go. We knew it. Um, so Anna realizes that Layarana will try to drown Sam. So they run to the pool. She jumps in to get Sam, but Layarana starts attacking her. Of course, Raphael then blesses the pool to turn the water holy and forces La Llorona out of there. And Sam emerges with Sam and La Llorona's pendant. Now, remember, La Llorona had this pendant that her, yeah, that her sons gave, gave her. her. Yeah. yeah, and it was one of the most precious things that she's given. So she said, I'm going to hold on to it forever. So we hear that there's a pounding sound heard at the door. And Patricia shows up with a gun, which is wonderful. And she is hell-bent on delivering Anna's kids to the demon. And she's 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 going to shoot them, which is, okay, Does that is that how it's supposed to work? We're going to go with it. So La Llorona reappears in the house. So Chris and Sam run to the attic to hide. So you, you, you can feel this tension of like, oh, my God, they're going to go to the attic. They're going to get trapped. Their attempt to keep her out fails as she makes her way upstairs. Of course, Chris pulls out the pendant that she took from his from his mum and shows it to La Llorona. And for that brief moment, she appears as in, in her human form. In her and she's human beautiful. Self. She is absolutely gorgeous and approaches Chris and Sam. And, of course, then Sam accidentally unveils a mirror, causing La Llorona to see her hideous demonic reflection and wail. And then she goes back into being... Then she scary. goes back into being the scary thing of course patricia has a change of heart and lets anna and Raphael run up in the attic to fight la Llorona because at, the, at this stage that you know she's already shot poor old Raphael in the shoulder with this with the uh <laughs> with a gun so it's like you know he's bleeding but he's still going to try and save these two kids and anna's being held back because as patricia's saying you're not going to go near the kids she wants the kids i want mm -hmm. my kids back so you're going to stay right where you are yeah um but i love it how patricia finally does have that change of heart and goes, I can't do this. I need to, you know, allow you to, to go and fight it. Yep. So Raphael attempts to hold, hold um, Leon off with his cross, but he, of course she then throws him back. Anna runs to protect her kids. And as Leon approaches, Raphael throws Anna the cross, which is a shot and a half. It's like a slide across the, the floor, straight through between Leon's feet to, yep. um, Anna's hands, because she uses it to impale La Llorona through the chest, causing the evil spirit to finally be destroyed. And I absolutely love that scene. Yep. Of course, and that's like, oh God. Okay, it's all over. Yeah, this is like, this fine. We can breathe now. We can breathe now. So in the morning, um, Raphael, um, he bids the family farewell. Now, this is one thing that I I found very interesting in the movie. So Chris and Sam run back into the house to go and to play. And Anna turns around towards and starts walking away towards the house. Yep. But you actually see her reflection 
still in the puddle, which looks like a puddle of tears on the sidewalk. Yep. That I don't get. Because I'm not sure whether La Llorona is still around. I think they're trying to leave it open for a sequel in case they decide to make yeah. one. The movie then goes black, and that is the end of The Curse of La Llorona. Wow. Now, on a scale of zero to five movie reels, zero being how do I get the last however long this movie was, yep. to five, it was a perfect movie, and I'd watch it all over again. What would you give this movie? I'd give it probably about a four and a half. Oh, that's, yes. I was going to give it a solid four. I I thought there was, I thought the way they, they did this movie, I think a lot of what they were trying to accomplish really worked. I think they made La Llorona way scarier than Valak. I think this is a movie that a lot of people have poo-hooed and sat there and gone, I'm not watching that. That looks like garbage. They've missed out on a really great movie. But I, I think, yeah, I think that um, they did some, bad editing and left some stuff out yeah which is the only reason why it didn't get a five is because some of it was just confusing yeah i i I don't and unclear i mean as you said maybe the last part was they're leaving a sequel but i really think if they had given you an idea of what happens when that boy closes his eyes and then he opens his eyes his father's gone which we don't know yeah the mother's drowning the child how do we get to that point when they were having all this wonderful beautiful day yeah exactly but, you know, if, if one of our listeners was watching this movie and I came into the room and I'm like, what did you watch? Oh, La Llorona. Oh, I can watch that with you. Okay, let's watch it. Or if I was watching it and one of the listeners walked in and I'd be like, yeah, we can watch it again. It's it's an entertaining movie. I, yeah. I did I did like it very much. Yep, so yep. I really enjoyed I, I was it. Very, I was very glad to actually watch this movie. I'd, I'd, it had been on my Netflix um, list for quite some time. And I was just trying to find out what I was going to do for my next episode of The Horror Crypt. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, because I, what I've found really, what I've found lately is that there are movies that I have reviewed on my horror crypt that is my first watch through because I've seen it on there and I'm like, you know what? I'm not interested. I'm not going to watch it. But then I've gone, you know what? I'm going to do that for an episode. And I've come away going, holy crap, that was awesome. There was a movie, um, All Hallows Eve, that I, yeah. And it was with Art the Clown. Now, Art the Clown has been in Terrifier 1 and 2. Now, I'd seen Terrifier 1, and everyone had been saying, watch it, watch it, it's awesome. And I thought, no, it's garbage. But I watched it, I enjoyed it. Terrifier 2, I watched it, I enjoyed it. Graphically violent, incredibly violent. But But then they said that there was an original movie called All Hallows' Eve. And I'm like, okay. And they said that it was very much like Creepshow. And I'm like, oh, I like that. So I sought out... All Hallows Eve, watched it, absolutely loved it. It was graphically violent, but I absolutely loved that one. So it's these little nuggets of movies that if you sit there and sit there and go, ah, I don't know whether I really want to see that movie. Take a chance and dive into it because guaranteed you'll probably end up by either going, yep, that was garbage, I've wasted my life, or holy shit, that was a great movie and I'm so glad I watched it. And this yeah. is where La Llorona is. I thoroughly enjoyed watching this, this movie. It was it was a really fun find that I, I really enjoyed. So Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Now, what's interesting is where we were talking, we mentioned the credits a moment ago. Yeah. And they did leave and they did leave it open for a sequel if they choose to make one, because if you w- watch through the credits, you can actually hear her crying at the end of the closing credits. Oh. Yeah. So there is a possibility they may make one one yeah, day. Yeah, there, there's that possibility. Um, but there is one last final fun fact. Okay. And this is and 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 
Okay. I like this one. I can, I'm not I can a fan. It. I'm not a fan of traumatizing children, but this one made me laugh. Okay. A theater in Montreal, Quebec, in Canada, was supposed to play Pokemon Detective Pikachu. But after the trailers for Annabelle Comes Home, Joker, and Child's Play were featured, this film played instead, causing the children in the audience to run out crying. I'm so sorry to laugh at that. I'm sorry. That like, I'm not a fan of traumatizing children, but I just think that that, that oh. accident is hilarious. Oh, my God. I wonder if that cinema was basically being told you've got to give a lot of free passes back out of the families. I don't know, but I just like oh, I said, I just, I just thought it was hilarious. I don't think Can- <laughs> I don't think Canadians would actually sue um, cinemas as much as Americans do. But that no, be... Americans like to sue about anything. They sue everything, yeah. But that would be oh my god, poor kids. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was. Funny. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not. I'm trying not to laugh, but I could just see that happening. There's this people you know working out outside the cinema, and all these kids are just running out like, what the hell is it on fire in there? No, it's just yeah. lay it on it. <laughs> no, oh. it's a scary movie. I thought it was. I thought it was pick a, a Pokemon. Oh, we put the wrong one on. Oh, okay. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> oh dear. On, on actually on, on one of those notes, what do you think of the new? Because I've I've shown you the trailer. What do you think of the new Exorcist Believer coming out? I'm actually really looking forward to seeing it because I was I. I think I think I'm a weirdo as far as this goes. That everybody says that The Exorcist is like the scariest movie ever made, and I just don't see it. That yeah, that has been. It very did not terrify me. I can't believe you. Maybe it's because I didn't grow up Catholic, but it just it really didn't. I mean, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a very well done film. Yeah. But it didn't terrify me. It didn't give me nightmares. It didn't anything. It really just yeah. wasn't scary to me. It was it was an interesting thriller, but it wasn't a scary movie. Um, I've seen Exorcist 2, which is the story of the priest, isn't no, it? No, that's the heretic. Okay. Well, oh, I've yeah, seen... was it, yeah, it's similar to yeah, he goes to Africa and he and he goes with Bazuzu and and does the exorcism there. Um and, then... but, and but anyway, there was the one about the priest, and that's then with there the was locusts. The, and then there was the one that um uh, Linda Blair came back for. That was number two. Number yeah. three was the one with um that they're supposed to be that the priest was still um alive. Oh wait a minute, is that the one that we stopped halfway through because it was boring? Yeah, I watched it to the end. I watched all of number three, but number but number, number three, three is the one that we stopped halfway through. Yeah, you said it was boring. It really was. Yeah. Well, I the wished her- I would have known you were going to watch the rest of it because I wanted to see the rest of it. Yeah, well, the heretic is like, uh... yeah, but but the I'm just saying, I to wanted read. to see the rest of yeah. it, I, but uh, but we stopped it because you were bored. No, I watched it. I, I it was just. I'm just like, saying, I wish you would have watched yeah. me. Yeah. I would have well, watched it. Well, we've but, got it. We can watch it. Anytime. But either way, I have found these to be interesting, but not scary. Um, and I'm interested to see how they treat this two-person infestation. I just don't know whether it's going to work. I just, I don't, it, it's either going to be um, amazing and work exceptionally well, or it's going to be a total epic fail. I've got a feeling it's going to be part yeah. two. But, but Ellen you know what? Burstyn I'm back. willing to give it a shot. I mean, you know, bringing Ellen, Ellen Burstyn back, it's like, okay, so you're bringing back one of the original cast members, but yep. is this really going to work? I don't know. I Only time will tell, and we will definitely do it on the home class movie chat, believe me, and, and it will definitely be featured on the horror crypt podcast for sure. Yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I really yeah. am. 
So on that note, we will say thank you very much for once again for coming to visit us at the Home Class Movie Chat. If you want to get in contact with us, hello at homeclassmoviechat.com. You can also like and subscribe our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And also, if you could, you'd be awesome if you did, give us a rating and a review because we would love to read your ratings and reviews. And yes, it just makes us feel so loved. It makes us happy. And if you do know anybody who enjoys movies and would like to join the conversation, by all means, please feel free to feel free to share the podcast. And if you really like horror movies, Horror Crypt Podcast is the place for you. And if you like the Big Bang Theory. If you like the Big Bang Theory, you can come and visit us at the Perpetual Motion Squad on because we do a Big Bang Theory podcast. We are huge Big Bang Theory fans. Yeah, and we've got a Big Bang Theory podcast that people love and adore. So. Yeah, people, it's really picking up some traction. It's kind so of if you want to hang out with us for a lot of time, <laughs> we've, we've, we've got you covered. We've got you from regular movies to Big Bang Theory to horror. So there we yep. go. We run the yeah. gamut. <laughs> yeah. Paul, I introduced Paul to Audacity and podcasting, and I think I created a monster. Yeah, I've never looked back, but one day, <laughs> one day my podcast will end. I can guarantee you that I won't be I, doing this forever. So I it will end that. one day. I doubt that. No, it will. It'll. Yeah, it'll be it'll, because it'll you died. <laughs> no, it'll actually be before I die. I will be ending uh, the podcast. But anyway, my podcast won't last don't forget to buy your popcorn, drinks, and snacks for the movies, and we'll catch up with you next time. Okay, bye for movies. Everyone.